The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Off we go on the final weekend of January. Here we go on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management. Great hour plan for you. On the way, Secure Act 2.0, you heard a lot of talk about it. We're going to focus on 401ks. Employers, CFOs, HR professionals, this will affect you and a 401k plan in a good way mostly. But there are some things that are a little tricky. Tom Parks from our Retirement Plan Services Department is going to talk about that. Ask Annex has a bunch of great questions, including a fairly complex tax question. And as Annex is built on a team platform, we grabbed one of our tax planners to do that. So that's coming up. And then toward the end of the show, hear the difference. We often say, know the difference. This is a hear the difference segment. It's where a couple who is a client, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management, is going to talk about their experience. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano is our president and CEO. Annex Wealth Management, busy show today, but let's get going with that weekend review. Yeah, we certainly have a lot of talent on the show today, but let's talk for sure about the weekend review. You know, we are certainly down from where we were, but certainly a lot of forming up and firming up of the ground beneath us is, is probably a pretty good thing. But, of course, all eyes next week are going to be on two major items, one, of course, more more earnings will get reported and we'll be able to digest those. We had a bunch of earnings this past week, Tesla and Intel uh, most notably. Good for Tesla, not so great for Intel. In fact, Dave, there's been a huge amount of data that's been flying in. Earnings report is one. We could talk about GDP if that matters to the Fed. We could talk about PCE. Tesla, tale of two cities, right? I right. mean, it just, it's just it been on the tip of everybody's tongue, but then it looks like they had huge profit. Intel, which is a chip maker, right. you thought maybe would roar back, and they're just having a tough time, and because PC consumption is down, and maybe servers as well. Yeah, and not only that, we had the opportunity to talk to a manufacturing friend of ours the other day, and he said that they offered him three times as many chips as what he's ordered, so <laughs> that's kind of a sign. I always <laughs> listen to the people on the ground. You remember? Remember you couldn't get a chip to save your right. life? I mean, Right. So it, that's reversed a little bit. And it's odd because Intel was really backing this made in the USA kind right. of a thing. And which I think, I think that's we, still coming. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's still coming. And of course, and then earnings again will continue next week. But more importantly, we've talked about this for a, certainly a long time. And that's the Fed meeting on Feb 1. And then they were likely going to see another Fed rate increase. And of course, that's the tool that they have. You know, with this move from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening, this is probably the most important move by the Fed since 1979. And so this is a significant move that they're doing right now. There's been a lot of data flying. What do you think they're watching the most? Because labor is still really, really strong. I mean, yep. unemployment is what, 3.5%? Yep. GDP number came in. It was okay. And I guess there were some pockets of concern in there. Well, they, this, they're trying to get inflation down, Danny. And they have this tool that, you know, by raising interest rates, will they be able to uh, to slow demand or have demand destruction? Of course, at 4.5%, you know, that's really what they've raised the Fed rate from zero, and they're trying to get wage inflation under control, which is the primary driver.
subscriber of services. And so right now they have this one tool that they're using to try to do that. It's a significant lift, all at the same time that we're seeing unemployment rates, as you just mentioned, at generational lows. So, you know, in my opinion, and, and I've said this publicly before, this is not something the Fed can do on its own. We have a demographic issue. We have uh, an immigration problem that we need to, to address. There is certainly a lot of things that go into this. However, as the Fed raises rates and starts to extract money, that's what quantitative tightening is, then the days of uh, easy money policy have left us. And that really means, folks, that you have to make sure that you know what you own. And I know I keep pounding the table on that, but it's now more than ever that the days of passive investing uh, are, are starting to get to its peak. And we're starting to move to a situation where you have to start a more active style. And that really means knowing what you own, why you own, and what you are paying for it. Just quick question, Dave. Is that sectors? Is that regions? Is that countries? All of that. All of that. You know, <laughs> all, all of that. that. Yeah, all Got goes it. into it. You know, not only in equities, but in fixed income as well. Great. If we can get you in shape for this year and beyond, what we do is investment and retirement planning. We do tax planning and estate planning. And we do that all together because that's what makes up a solid plan. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We're not going to steer you to a commissioned product. We're going to look at it. We're going to see what works, what might not work. And then we're going to make great suggestions. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Great information whenever you need it. It's the Week in Review, available on demand this weekend. Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, the Axiom on Sunday mornings, or on Spotify at the top of the hour. Search Annex Wealth Management. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, January 29th. We're going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine. Chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Mentioned the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. We've got a poll in there this week because studies have shown that a lack of mental stimulation and social interaction can adversely affect you in retirement. Folks, what we want to know is what do you do if you're retired to keep your brain sharp and active and challenged? Because that's what we want for you. We want you to have a successful retirement. That's in the axiom. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano is our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. I'm going to kind of pick up on what you and I were talking about in that last segment and that I do believe that the move from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening is the biggest move the Fed has done since the late 1970s. And it's significant because they're starting to extract capital out of the market. Now, since 2008 to until last year, 14 years, 
they have embarked on quantitative easing, putting money into the markets. And that really meant that risk assets, as we talked about a lot, real estate and securities and the rest would go up because everyone got a trophy, right? And it was cheap <laughs> money, 0% interest rate, and it was free money. It was called ZERP, zero interest rate policy. Those days have now changed. And so the Fed has this dual mandate that we often talk about, which is, of course, to control inflation, but to have full employment. Well, they have full employment, right? Is at 3.5%. And of course, now how are they going to control inflation without uh, significant harm to the economy? So this full employment, it's a problem. And the reason why it's a problem is because of wage inflation. If you look at how the inflation number is that they look at, Danny, wage inflation is part of that, and that drives service inflation. And that is the reason why we have to pay so much attention to it. But as I say, they're taking a hammer to a problem when, of course, it is more than that. You have to look at the immigration policy that we have in this country and the ability to bring people in to fill some of those jobs. We saw the baby boomers uh, left after COVID, uh, 3 million people in the baby boomer jet, they left. Uh, Working age mothers, uh, they left at the tune of about 2.5 million. And of course, if you worked for a restaurant or a hotel or service industry, you left because your your job was Mm -hmm. gone. You might have got a job in data entry or somewhere else. Those folks are gone. And so that's the reason why they're having a tough time. And then lastly, and this is, I know, slightly political, but transfer payments uh, were out there. And so people got paid not to work that and it's it's not I'm not making a judgment there i'm saying that's inflationary if you give someone uh capital for n- we're not having output that's inflationary in and of itself and so there's a lot of things that are going on and so we have to look at this and say how is it going to get fixed and so yes there are rolling over of a lot of numbers in inflation we can see it across the board so it is starting to work the most important thing is what the fed says next week if they raise rates Will they say they're near the end of their rate tightening cycle, or are they going to say we're going to be higher for longer? So if they pop out a 25 basis point increase, that doesn't matter as much as what Powell says in that press conference sure. after, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Okay. And of course, you know, they, they, of course, they're going to have another meeting in the third week of March, and then will they pause, right? So that'll be the language that we'll use throughout the years. Will the Fed pause? their rate hikes, or will they pivot? And pivot means lowering those rates, and they're going to have to pivot if, of course, the economy rolls over into a recession sometime in this year, and most economists put that at a three out of four odds. I still am hoping that they pull the rabbit out of their hat. Did the did Thursday's GDP number, did that matter at all? Sure. I mean, okay. it shows that it's positive, okay. right? And so, you know, the technical definition is two back-to-back uh, quarters of negative GDP, which we had late last year, but they didn't call that a recession, maybe politically motivated, but more importantly, because unemployment is at the historic lows. And so how can you have that? I mean, there's some definitions of a recession that are that we find interesting. But it's that National Bureau of Economic Research that officially calls it that, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. of course... You know, recession is when everyone gets gets pessimistic at the same time, yeah. and then they stop spending. That is what you're going to happen. But look for more job losses uh, across the country. It's happening not only in the West Coast, but in many other parts of the country as well. Yeah, and it's also starting to spread beyond tech and finance. They're starting. You're, the 3M. In manufacturing. Yeah. We've and, seen and that as well, too. Sure, sure. It's Dave Spano, our president and CEO at Annex Wealth Management. What we'd love to do for you in 2023 and beyond is work with you 
hand in hand on your investment, your retirement planning, your tax planning, and your estate planning all together as a fee-only fiduciary. That's the difference, folks, the one that we talk about all the time. One team, one plan, and one fee. Listen, if you've taken a new job, there might be some things to consider as you begin that new phase. We'll talk about that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried an annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? I guess we can call this a special version of Ask Annex as we got a rather urgent request from somebody who might be part of the great resignation. And for the uninitiated, the great resignation refers to the complete upheaval in employment happening right now. Job switches, career switches, you name it, it is happening. Here is what our anonymous person shared. Hello, Annex. I hope you can help. I'm freaking out. My company is making the news with coverage about a possible change in ownership that makes me uneasy. I've been here almost 20 years and have been involved in the company 401k, the HSA, as well as being involved with ownership of company stock. I might have the opportunity within a month to make a move to another company, but I have zero idea on what I should do with my current investments here. Are there steps I should follow? What might I be missing? Did I mention I'm freaking out about this? Let's dig in because this person is not alone. For some, it might be greener pastures with better pay and opportunity. This person's hand might be forced with a change in ownership to help us outline some of the initial steps. Let's welcome in Eric Strom, financial planning manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Eric. Hi, Danny. And also joining us, Deanne Phillips, director of client learning and development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Deanne. Well, hi, Danny. You've got your inspector hat on. You've been looking closely and trying to parse exactly what this person is saying exactly let's say just for the sake of this segment we'll assume the person is taking a job at a new company so they got a 401k an hsa company stock what do we need to cover first well first congratulations it's a, it sounds like a wonderful opportunity and of course it's scary of course you're freaking out change is hard right but it sounds like you've done the right thing and you've got these wonderful components your hsa which we're going to cover in a moment you've got a 401k you're probably entering into a new company where you will also have better Benefits such as a 401k or something like that, a retirement plan, and uh, depending on your health care too, an HSA potential, and potential for other types of maybe deferral, maybe some options, maybe some deferred comp. So there's a lot to explore here. There is. And I think one of the first places to start is they mentioned company stock. The company stock might be within, for example, a retirement plan like a 401k. If that's the case, there are some strategies that would be appropriate to look at that could help with the taxation of that stock. Now, the stock might also be part of some kind of equity compensation plan, and that would be 
a moment where you really want to sit down with a financial planner who has strong background and education in equity compensation. And tax. And And tax tax is going to be really important here. They could be performance shares or restricted stock, non-qualified stock. You want to have this reviewed at this point because the tax consequences and investment consequences could be significant here. Is the stock thing the most complicated of all of these? It really is because there are different ways that you can get stock. You can get them through an ESOP or a stock purchase program. You can have them where the company drops them into your 401k, in which case, if you roll out, you have something called net unrealized appreciation potential, where it can potentially be taxed favorably in the future, but there's current tax consequences when you roll that. So so if they're separating from the company and rolling that plan, they need to understand what their options are from a tax point of view. Now, they were talking about company stock, but they also mentioned a 401k. So it looks like those are two separate things. Well, they might, but you can hold company stock within a 401k, oh, sure. and that is where the tax consequences become complex, and you have a few options that you need to understand before you make a move. So one option with the 401k, which would generally not be the best option, is to cash it in for a lump sum. Now, that can create a lot of taxes. It can spike your income. It can create penalties. So that's usually the one option, Danny, that you don't want to do. But let's talk about some of the good options that someone has when they're leaving a a job. You could keep the money in the existing 401k. You could potentially move it into the new 401k at your new job, or you could roll the funds to your own IRA. Those are really the three main good options. There's a lot of considerations, though, to decide. First of all, you want to think about fees. Fees at the existing plan, what would fees be at the new plan, or fees in your own IRA? Depending upon the new company that's coming in for this merger or this takeover, that will influence what happens with that company's stock and what the options are. So you're going to be given a new set of documents and kind of a new welcome if you take this new job. It'll list your benefits. It'll give you options for that stock. But remember, because of the taxation, you're going to want to do some real planning around that. Now, if you decide to keep it, though, the other thing to do is to think about relative to your overall wealth, how much company stock do you actually own from a diversification point of view? Remember, you're already levered to that company simply by working for them and getting that paycheck. Sometimes, you know, there's no need to accumulate too much stock in one company in your overall plan. Deanne, I'm really glad that you brought up the topic of understanding and evaluating the benefits and compensation package at the new company. What type of retirement plans would this person have available to them? Maybe 401k, could be deferred comp, other types of plans. What company matches might be available? Is there equity compensation? What's the healthcare look like? Is it a high deductible plan where we can do another HSA? There are so many fun things to look at when you get that big old pile of paperwork, right? The benefits at the new company. I love to really look through that and understand all of the potential plan options and really how to leverage those. And how they fit into the financial planning goals of the person. They mentioned an HSA. That's highly transportable, right? Yeah, so that's a health savings account. So when you have a high deductible plan, a lot of times employers will open you up to having this health savings account. And what happens is pre-tax money is put into this account and you don't have to spend it by year end. There are some plans that are flexible savings plans where you have to spend them, use it or lose it by year end. HSAs are not that way. In fact, as you get closer to retirement, accumulating that so that you have tax-free money to spend for health care and retirement can be a really good thing. And these can be invested too to grow 
for you for the future. Job switch, perfect time to talk to a financial planner? You bet. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Eric Strom, financial planning manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for the assist. Thank you for having me. In a recent study, over one-third of millionaires predicted their ability to feel financially secure in retirement is going to take a miracle. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe a plan, not a miracle, will help increase your retirement confidence. Our team of experts gets to work using leading-edge technology to build a comprehensive plan covering investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. And Annex doesn't have products to push with hidden fees or commissions. There's too much of that already. More planning, less miracles. Build confidence with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me. Right at the top, we've got a big old can of worms that we're about to open up, aren't we? <laughs> oh, you have no idea, Danny. Right. If you're a regular listener of our shows, you know we've been paying close attention to Secure Act 2.0, how it will affect our clients. It's a far-reaching measure, but for this discussion, we're going to narrow our focus to how Secure Act 2.0 will affect retirement plans such as 401ks. That's Tom's B. Here he is, but strap in, right? Because this thing's been launched, but it's still being worked on. Yes, that's correct, Danny. So you cannot hold me to any of the answers I give you well, today because they keep changing <laughs> them on us, you know, and that the interpretation of a lot of this stuff is not completely set yet. Right. We just want you to know, folks, that we're paying close attention to it. In fact, a very respected publication came out with something that had inaccuracy. And it's no condemnation to them for having that happen. It's totally understandable. It's hard to zero in on all these details because there are a lot of if-then scenarios yeah. and phasing in over a period of time and all this stuff. So it is legitimately difficult to wrap your arms around all the details of this. So there's the caveat, but just again, folks, we're on it. We're studying this. Let's talk about some of the things. Bigger catch-ups, that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So catch-up contributions are for people who are 50 and older. There's the limit that you can put into a 401k plan for this year. It's $22,500. There's an additional contribution called a catch-up over and above that for people 50 and above. And that's been around for a while. It's been increasing index with inflation. What they're talking about doing is putting in some additional measures to make that even more juiced for people in the future. But then they also put some provisions that depending on your income and your age, how much can you do over what period of time? The other thing, Danny, is, I mean, you started with the perfect topic here with catch-up contributions. Just earlier this week, something came out where the American Retirement Association thinks that they found something in this law where they accidentally may have made catch-up contributions entirely illegal starting next year, <laughs> accidentally. So right. that's, I mean, right. no, and I assume if that's the case, they're going to fix it. But th that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. Right. This is something new. Student loan matching, a little complex. Number one, how does it work? And number two, I got to think that this might be a valuable benefit to include for current and potential employees. Yeah. So this is the other thing that we always remind people of when you see legislation that impacts retirement plans is the law expands to allow new things. That does not necessarily mean, however, that your retirement plan yeah. allows those things. So each employer has to adopt some of these new provisions, and they have a decision. They either can or they don't have to. First of all, if this applies to your company, you would have to adopt this. What it does is it allows companies to, instead of having you save for retirement and receive that matching contribution, if you are paying off student loans, they have the ability to apply that matching contribution to your loan repayments. So... 
they want to encourage people to get out of debt, to pay off those student loans. And they say, hey, we've got this company match. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want to miss out on the match. So I, you know, rather than paying off loans, I'm going to save in the retirement plan. They say, okay, hey, let's do both. You can pay off the loan and we'll give you a little retirement savings in the yeah. process. Again, it's going to be complicated and all that stuff, but it's a neat idea. They really do seem to be trying to find a lot of really good solutions with this legislation. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about the effect of Secure Act 2.0 on retirement plans. This provision covering emergency savings, again, good thing. For sure. And this is the other thing. This gets to why we talk so much about financial wellness. People oftentimes ask us, they're like, yeah, you're the 401k people. Why are you guys always going to this financial wellness thing? And it's because all of these things are interrelated. And now they are literally officially interrelated by virtue of this legislation. So this is a way, and I'm not going to get into all the details because it's very, again, you know, layers and all this stuff. But there's an opportunity for people to put money in an emergency savings plans. And the the record keeping companies, you know, the Fidelities, the Mm -hmm. Empowers, the Principles of the world out there are setting up their systems to allow for this to happen. You're looking at $2,500 max, so it really is for an emergency, but they're going to try to find a way to facilitate this for certain people when plans do adopt this provision. Financial wellness is key. I mean, if it is weighing on you coming from your house and going to work, it's going to affect your performance. Danny, I'm telling you, they should have called this the Financial Wellness Act, really, because that's what so much of it surrounds. It's really cool. Okay, this is all great. We're talking about 2.0 and what it can do for retirement plans, but again, it's complicated and it's still kind of being worked on. What about companies that don't have 401ks? Yeah, great question, Danny, because we've been talking about how does it impact people and their retirement plans. What if you don't have one and you're thinking about starting one? There have been incentives for people to start 401k plans for a while. What Secure 2.0 did is they really juiced those incentives. They did make some modifications. The real sweet spot is for those employers who have have 50 or fewer employees, the incentives are extraordinary. Again, details, details. However, suffice it to say that if you are thinking about starting up a retirement plan and you have 50 or fewer employees, it is likely not going to cost you anywhere near as much as you thought it would by virtue of the tax incentives. So it's a really great way to encourage those smaller employers who have had a hard time breaking that barrier and getting in to offer this benefit. It's helping them get access to this benefit that some of those bigger companies have had. You and the team are on this. You're studying this. Things are popping up and they're getting corrected or smoothed out. Danny, We're there is no way this is going to be the last conversation you and I have about this <laughs> legislation. It's There's so much to cover. And like you said, it's constantly changing. Please, everyone, be calm when you hear or read news stories about this stuff. Do not automatically assume all of the things you're reading are necessarily accurate or that they apply to you. We'll keep you posted. We're going to keep this conversation going. We're on it, folks. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick break. We're going to be back on 92.5 Fox News. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. The Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee is locked and laser-focused on every aspect of the markets. Go deep with the SWAT podcast. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Delivered every Monday morning on Spotify. Search Annex Wealth Management for the SWAT podcast. We are back, and it's time for Ask Annex. As always, you got a question for us, you head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab, and if we can help you, you always click that Get Started button. In the studio, Sarah Kyle, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. 
back. Hi, Danny. Matt Morsey is Investment Team Manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to you. Hey, Danny. And to demonstrate the power of the team in from the bullpen, because this is a big tax question that we're going to lead off with, is Tanya Sinha, CPA, Manager of Tax Planning at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Our first one is from Liz. I made the decision to convert some of my traditional IRA, and I did not withhold tax from the converted IRA funds. My current tax withholding will not cover the amount due. I'm unclear as to when estimated taxes will need to be paid to the IRS in a lump sum or scheduled payments in the month of the conversion, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the year, at the time I complete my 2023 tax filing. I'd like to wait as long as possible, but without penalty for not paying 90% on time. Tanya, it is a complex question, isn't it? It is. Hey, Liz, if you are under the age of 59 and a half, then you did the right thing by not withholding taxes from your IRA. There is a 10% penalty for withdrawing funds from your IRA, even if that withdrawal was made to pay conversion tax. Usually, we recommend paying taxes from your brokerage account or bank account. Since you mentioned 2023 tax filing, I'm assuming the conversion was just recently done in 2023. And looks like you are a W-2 employee. So my suggestion would be to increase your withholdings at work. That would be the easiest way to go about it. Based on how much IRA you converted and based on what tax bracket you are in, you can calculate the numbers and make the changes in your withholdings accordingly. And you did mention safe harbor rule of 90%. So I want to just make sure we are on the same page. The IRS is not going to charge you an underpayment penalty as long as you paid 90% of your taxes owed for the current year or 100% of your taxes you owed for the previous year and be mindful if your gross income was above 150,000 then that threshold is 110% of your gross income. We do often get similar questions when a family has a W-2 and a side hustle. So in those cases also we always recommend you know if you as long as you have a W-2 the easiest way for withholding from your side hustle is also just increase your withholdings at your W-2. Sarah are you glad you didn't get that one? Oh boy yep. <laughs> yeah, <how would> you <laughs> yeah I like the investment question. I tend to be a little bit easier. <laughs> That's why we're built as a team. Second one is from Phil. What's the difference between a fund of fund and a target date fund? They're That's, really close, aren't they? They're very close. A target date fund would be a kind of a fund of fund model. Typically in a mutual fund or an ETF, you have investment manager picking individual stocks or individual bonds. But in fund of funds, they're using other funds within that to create the structure that they're looking for. So a target date fund would be usually used in like retirement accounts. So think 401ks or 403bs. So for me, if I'm going to retire in 2080, then I'm going to have a <laughs> risk tolerance to match that. There could also be more conservative ones. So if you're going to retire in 2025, you're probably going to be much more conservative and they blend that allocation over time. Other types of fund of funds could just be based on risk tolerance. So there could be an aggressive allocation or a conservative allocation that aren't necessarily tied to a specific savings goal, but just a risk tolerance as well too, but very, very similar. Next up is Anonymous. Is replacing 70% of my pre-retirement income the mark to shoot for? Well, the 70% rule is a good starting point, but from what I've been reading, the actual percentage can vary considerably between 54 and as high as 87%. It all depends on individual circumstances. Next one is from Don. Are Roth conversions done over a number of years or all at once? 
Well, we typically suggest spreading them out over the low-income years, so those years between retirement and required minimum distribution age. Reason being is we want to be very tax efficient. Not to say you can't, but it's just not the norm. So when we help our clients with tax planning and suggest doing a Roth conversion, we have to take a look at several things. Since Roth conversions increase income, what will that extra income do to their tax bracket? Their Medicare premiums, we have to be very conscious of that IRMA threshold. Will it increase the amount of the Social Security that is taxed? And of course, we always plug it into the client's financial plan to see the long-term impact of doing that Roth conversion. So will it really benefit their plan or will it benefit their beneficiaries? When somebody is doing Roth conversion, apart from Social Security and IRMA threshold, we also need to be mindful of all the deductions and credits they are getting at present because Roth conversion increases your taxable income. And our final question is anonymous. How important are stock downgrades, like hold, underperform, sell? Yeah, they can be really important in the short term. So if a company has bad earnings and uh, so analysts come out and, and move it to underperform or to sell, you could see that the market would really move that stock price that day and, and it, you could see a pretty big sell-off. Important things to note on that is what has that track record of the person who is putting out the analyst opinion? Are, you know, are they usually accurate? There's a lot of different rating systems out there for these people. But also, what's happened already before they got to that spot? You think we're coming off a year where the market has sold off pretty hard. We're just now starting to see a lot of downgrades, but stocks could be down 50 or 60% already before analysts are coming through and saying sell. Maybe they're a little late to that party. Other thing we want to look at too is how many people have buy hold or sell on each stock and then what do we think about it as well too so if there's a stock that we like that does not have a lot of buy metrics to it where people are putting that out there but we like the stock that's starting to go up they might be late to the party and start to push that stock upwards as they start to see that information flow through as well too and you might be ahead of the party that's Askanix, Sarah Kyle, thanks for joining us. You bet. Tanya Sinha, thank you. Thank you, Danny. And Matt Morsey, thank you. Thank you. When it comes to investment and retirement planning, there are people that do it right. What are the common characteristics of those folks? What can we learn from them? We're going to cover that next with Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax plans? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried an annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, now with Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Hey, Robert. Hi, Danny. How are you? Good. You know, I haven't asked you in a while, how's the old pickleball game coming? We're in full season, so the courts are crowded. There's no lack of competition to play against. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how that has just blown up. I mean, when my folks retired, they were talking about pickleball, and this is like 10 years ago, but it's just moved into such the mainstream. I mean, you've got pro athletes, which NBA player actually bought into a pickleball team? Well, Nowitzki from the Dallas Mavericks, who's now retired, but he is a really big pickleball player. Yeah. So when you're playing, do you observe better players and pick up things from them? Absolutely. Yeah. And YouTube. 
Yeah. <laughs> and YouTube. Yeah. Yes. I, I would think so. You know, sometimes it is a good idea to kind of watch those people who are doing it right and glean some knowledge from them. And in the case of what we're going to talk about, people have done well with savings and investings. And as a result, they have built wealth. There are some common things that clients with wealth do. And the first is, and this is age old, you spend less than you earn. Well, it's the age-old, uh, what's the what's the best way to put it? It's the age-old math, math equation. Income minus expenses, that's what's left over, right? And you can't run a deficit like the government does, so uh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to save it or you have to get a loan to pay it. And most people cannot print money, so we have to always run a positive budget in every household. Sure. Yeah, that takes discipline, and that's something that people need to form. Second basic point common to clients with wealth, they've got little or no debt. And we got to point out, and we always say this, there's good debt, and then there's bad debt. There is. And I, me personally, I quantify everything into two categories, nice to have or have to have. Mm. And a have to have food, shelter, medicine goes without saying. But the nice to haves... I, me and my wife really budget for those. We chip away at them and then we pay cash for them. Mm. So we may put money away every month. Oh, we really want this. We want to go on this trip, put money away, put money away. I put my refing money away for it. Um, you know, for most of you know, I, I, I ref on the side and it's like a goal you build, build to, and then you kind of enjoy, really get to enjoy it. Robert Chastain, branch director and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida, spending a couple of minutes talking about things common to people who have built wealth and another one is is they're good savers and saving is the fuel for investing it absolutely is and so there's this common uh saying out there act your wage and when you do act your wage there's money left over and then put your percentage in your 401k or your retirement put money away in an emergency fund everybody should have one especially southwest florida uh all of us know from this you know last year obviously we have storms so there are certain categories you should have and just make sure you do it on a every single paycheck put money away what do clients with wealth have in common we've covered three of four things that they've got in common the fourth is they don't allow their emotions to influence their financial decisions this is a topic we've covered quite a bit we have and and danny you know i was really thinking about this question before we talked about it i would say that the one trait you know, about what the really successful savers, investors, they have a plan, they stick to their plan, unless there is obvious new information that they should change their plan. But other than that, they keep their head down, they have their plan in place, and they execute. Robert Chastain, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. You take care. We often say know the difference. We want you to hear the difference next. Clients of Annex Wealth Management sharing their experience. That's next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Somebody asks, you good? Good seems to be our common response socially. How's work? How was the trip? How's the family? They're good. For the most part, it's our standard response without saying much at all. So how's your money? How are your investments? How are your retirement plans? Given the markets, inflation, and a looming recession, it might be hard to even answer. Good. It's time to get an honest assessment of where you are and where you're headed. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, we work to learn what's important to you. 
Annex will build a plan that addresses your financial, retirement, tax, and estate planning. The fee-only fiduciary team at Annex Wealth Management can change the conversation. We don't want you to answer good. We want you to feel the confidence of saying, great. One team, one plan, one fee. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. Another opportunity to meet real-life clients of Annex Wealth Management that we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. And in this conversation, you will be able to hear the difference. Let's say hello to Carol and Roger. Hello, Carol. Hi there. Hello. And hello, Roger. Good to meet you, Danny. Right at the top, some quick questions. Got to be official. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. I am. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? Not a thing. None. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm? None. None. We enjoy speaking with clients about their retirement journey because what you share about your experience might help somebody who's on the way or in retirement. And I got to say, you must be really good at retirement by now. <laughs> You've been retired for 31 years. Yes, sir. What were you doing career-wise before then? I was in law enforcement in one of the bigger Midwestern cities. And you had a full career with them. Yes. Carol, how about you? I'm a registered dental hygienist, and I still have my license, so periodically I'm still working. Every once in a while I get back mm-hmm. in the game. So yes. how old were you when you retired? 53. What did you do at 53? Did you just kind of sit in the backyard or did you pick up something on the side? Negative. I went to work the very next day because I knew I had to stay busy and I've been working every day since then. You told me you were on the SWAT team and a SWAT team is a high intense pressure job. You were on call all the time, right? Yes. But even at 53, you weren't ready to kind of pull that ripcord? At 53, I was ready to pull out. I had planned my retirement. I knew where I was going to go. I knew financially I could leave at that time because my pension was like 50% pay. And I knew I could find another job to make up the other 50%. Let's talk about that a little bit. Police work is very pension oriented. Did you have a plan? Did you know exactly what you were doing as you were heading to retirement? Right. The city uh, that I was worked in had a great pension plan, great health benefits, great benefits. So I enjoyed my 26 years, but after that, it was time to go. Any advice to somebody that you give who is in that retirement planning stage? Save. Plan for the future. My dad brought me up with budgeting, and I budgeted from probably 15 years old when my first job. Put this and this and this away for utilities and whatever might come up. So I did that. A lot of guys I worked with blew it all when they're still working. Roger, three decades ago, retirement planning was a completely different ball game. And because of your profession, pension base, were you working with a financial planner back then? No, I was not. It was just kind of put away in a 1% savings plan somewhere. And then as I got more knowledge, I thought, well, I better get an advisor because my portfolio was starting to build up and was not going where I wanted it to. These were the days before Annex Wealth Management. You worked with other companies? Yes. I was with a larger firm, and they kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I only saw an advisor once in over 20 years. Mm. I had my money there. So when I got to meeting the people here at Annex, I decided to switch over and been pleased beyond words. Extremely, extremely happy here. (laughs) This is a leading question, but what is it about Annex Wealth Management? What drew you in? One of the probably off-base questions is, it's right down the street from our house. 
but I have heard about Annex. I listened to their program in the morning. Uh, there were some people in the media were at Annex, and I thought, well, if they're there, I can be there. And since I've been here, I couldn't be more pleased. My financial advisor and his assistant hmm. have led me straightforward all the way. I would never go anywhere else than Annex. Now, Carol, you said you were with a firm and you really spoke to them once in 20 once years? In all in 20 years. What's your relationship like with us? Oh, it's fabulous. Just a side note, we lost two children within six months oh. and a mother. And our advisor and his staff were there right away helping us all along. We would have been lost without them. And they had suggestions like crazy for us. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm, I'm so glad that we were able oh. to, to do that. And they didn't miss a beat. They really didn't. And Roger had been here for many years before I switched over. And once we did, though, we get a call or we're in here, I think, once or twice a year with them. Or they call. They send us emails. You couldn't ask for better people. Did you miss us during COVID? No, we yeah. came in. <laughs> oh, you did? We did. Great. Nice. Yes. And they guided us into something oh. I had never thought of, and that was a will and a trust. I had never even thought about that. And my advisor said, said well, it's time you think about this with your, we have a blended family. because Both our spouses are gone. So we have to decide where our finances are going with our children. And we sat down with one of Annex's lawyers, and he led us right down the path, and we're extremely happy. Yeah, it really is nice that oh, we've got everybody here. They do. They're right here, and you call, and you're taken care of immediately. As somebody's on the brink of retirement. What do you kind of wish you might have known 20 or 30 years ago about retirement? Maybe not retirement planning, but about retirement. Danny, I really can't say. I've led a charmed life. Everything besides losing family has gone great. We're, we're way beyond the financial means that I ever thought we'd be, and I have to give it all to Annex. I agree, 100%. Carol and uh, Roger, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. When we do things like this, we want our, our radio audience to, to kind of hear the difference, and having you come in here and kind of share your experience, hopefully it's going to help some others. Thank you. I hope so, too. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. So what if retiring now, in 2023, not in the cards? There are some silver linings. We'll talk about that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried an annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Amy Brammer, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, joins us. Hey, Amy. Hi, Danny. You know, it is hard to keep up, folks. During the pandemic, many chose early retirement. Now, if that wasn't you, but boy, did that sound good. You might have had a date penciled in on the calendar for when you wanted to retire. But then markets got volatile. You started thinking of maybe waiting a little longer. Don't be bummed about that. There is a silver lining. We've got a list of reasons why it might not be so terrible to delay retirement. And you wouldn't be alone. But 40% of workers are planning to push retirement later in life due to inflation. And that's according to a recent study by the Nationwide Retirement Institute. Amy, what are the potential 
positives. Thanks, Danny. First positive is you give yourself more time to save and invest. Right. We, we've talked often about not timing the market, but time in, in the market. In the market, absolutely. And most retirees feel that once they hit that magic number of $1 million, they're ready to retire. But unfortunately for most Americans, they're nowhere near that number. Vanguard put out a survey earlier this year, and it said most folks who are between the ages of 45 and 54 have around a 61,000. And then the folks that are aged 55 to 64 have around 90,000. That's nowhere near that magic number. So by working longer, it gives you more time to earn income and live off that income, save and invest for your future retirement. Delaying retirement. The second point is, is you can delay Social Security. And as we know, if you wait longer, you get more. That's exactly correct. So as much as you are able to start collecting Social Security at age 62, that's not always the best decision for most folks. Um, You have a full retirement age, which allows you to start collecting either at 66 in some months or age 67 for most folks. But the longer you wait to take Social Security, it continues to grow. So if you're still working at your job and living off of your income, kind of keeping that Social Security on the shelf, that's still growing. And the latest you can take it is at age 70. You know, it's hard for us to do that, though, right? Remember that 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 study with the kids, they'd give them one marshmallow, yes. but if they waited 15 minutes, they could have two. I failed that took, test. I, I did it. It's I, terrible. I have no patience. But you know, there's an actual math behind it, right? And and when I went through my Planet Annex, I wanted Social Security at 62, and I was given great reasons why not to do that. Yeah. And part of it is it's better off to wait in your specific financial plan. Everyone has their own financial plan based on their income, their spending levels. And for some folks, it makes sense to start at 62. For some people, it doesn't. Yeah. Third reason for choosing to delay retirement, you like what you do. Danny, I cannot tell you how many folks that I work with here at Annex who I am begging for them to retire. They love their jobs. They love getting up in the morning. They're passionate about what they do. They got a sense of purpose. And a lot of folks are, they don't know what they would do if they didn't work. So if you're happy in your job and you love what you're doing, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Amen. We're with Amy Bremer, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Don't be too disappointed if you've put off retirement in light of inflation and the economy. Another reason would be? You have work benefits Uh that end when you retire. Work benefits, things like 401k, Roth, and traditional with a company match. This is free money, people. Another option that you get are health benefits, dental benefits, vision benefits. Medicare covers health if you're age 65, but there's no dental or vision. And a lot of times if you retire before the age of 65, you're on the hook for your own medical insurance in addition to dental and vision like everybody else. And that ain't cheap. No, sorry, Bob. On the Affordable Care Act exchanges, you may qualify for some subsidies, but a lot of people don't. Putting off retirement, not ideal, but there are some silver linings. Our last reason is is you can wait out inflation. Inflation. I feel like that's a four-letter word. So inflation hasn't been this high for 40 years. 40 years. That's how old millennials are right now. 40 years. So by continuing to work and living off of that paycheck and that income, it helps to lessen the blow that inflation is causing right now. Would it have been great to take early retirement? 
yeah, maybe if you could swing it. But if you're putting off retirement because of what's going on, there are some silver linings that we just covered. What's our bottom line, really? Bottom line is, is that there's no magic formula for retirement. Retirement is an individual decision based on individual data points that are specific just to you. So that's the benefit of working with a certified financial planner like myself and my colleagues here at Annex to help guide you through those decisions and make sure that you're choosing an informed path. Maybe, folks, you didn't have the right plan in the first place. Maybe you could retire with a plan built from a fee-only fiduciary. For investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, know the difference. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. Amy Bremer, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. My pleasure, Danny. In a recent study, over one-third of millionaires predicted their ability to feel financially secure in retirement is going to take a miracle. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe a plan, not a miracle, will help increase your retirement confidence. Our team of experts gets to work using leading-edge technology to build a comprehensive plan covering investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. And Annex doesn't have products to push with hidden fees or commissions. There's too much of that already. More planning, less miracles. Build confidence with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. We're back. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Show. Good to have you here. A couple of things you can do on the weekend. Sign up for the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. Speaking of the Axiom, we have a poll this weekend that we'd like you to take if you are retired. Studies have shown a lack of mental stimulation and social interaction can adversely affect you in retirement. So we're going to ask, if you are retired, how do you keep your brain active and challenged? That is in our Axiom this weekend. We're on social media. We've got a great YouTube channel, got a couple of different podcasts that you can listen to, kind of bringing the whole product to you. We give you this information for free. What we would like is you would say, look over at your spouse and say, you know what? I think it's time. And then you hit that get started button at AnnexWealth.com. Dave, when my parents retired, they had a fantastic retirement. They were active. They kept their brains going. My mom, At the retirement community that they worked at, my mom worked in the mail room. My dad volunteered with the National Park Service. I mean, you just have to have that stuff. One of our goals is a great retirement after. It's not just getting you to the finish line, it's beyond. And, you know, Deanne talks a lot about that transition and is it a binary decision? Just one day do you say, you know, I'm out and up yours and out, out the door you go, right? But <laughs> a little Johnny Paycheck. Right. Yeah. So it, may, it might be a transition. A lot of people start to think about that is what's the next phase, what's the next chapter? And that is really a big part of the planning piece. I went through a client meeting this past week that I thought was interesting that we could share. And that was, so the client came in and he went to another firm sure. and they were, were under the guise of financial planning. And then when it was done, they sold the product to them. And the product, of course, uh, you know, it was compensation to the purported financial advisor. And that that's really what I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about transparency, right? So you go through this, you know, you talk about people getting engaged and going through the financial planning process. But then at the end, they then take off their hat and put on another hat to sell a product. And that's after not, you say, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's you, well, there's yeah. the old joke there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, after the wedding. But, you know, there's one of the things that, that you have to go is just make sure that you're getting transparency. And I'm not ripping on any other financial advisor. What I'm saying is ask the questions. Make sure that there's transparency involved. Make sure that you know how they get paid. And that's the reason why I keep saying know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. Because a lot of times, in this particular case, they came in and they had no idea what they were about to pay for. So it's a legitimate question. You're not offending anybody by asking that question. What's the compensation? How are you getting paid? 
That's the transparency piece. Where does that usually happen? When they start talking about the fixed income portion of the portfolio? Yeah, not, not always. I mean, sometimes yeah, you, you get sold a product, and, and sometimes it's, it's an annuity. Sometimes uh, it's a mutual fund. But I will tell you, that brings up another point altogether, is this whole process of passive investing in exchange-traded funds. And we've been using them for decades. That may have hit a peak here because, you know, as we move from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening, you're going to have to make sure that you pick the right stocks. You just look at this last week, individual names in the same sector, some did very well and some did not. So you just can't uh, throw uh, garbage against the wall. You're going to have to do the work. You know, free cash flow matters. Uh, How much debt a company has matters. And then more importantly for us, Danny, the team matters, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you know, and you see uh, throughout all of our offices, the substantial amount of employees that we have that provide all of this great service. It's not just one guy, right? Mm-hmm. It is a substantial leaders. Uh, you know, there was a meeting that you saw earlier this week that had one of our lawyers, one of our PhDs yeah. in, in the meeting at the same time, and you just smiled. Yeah, it is. Um, in fact, when I walk around and see our different teams, that investment team is just getting larger and larger, and it's just, it's really interesting to see kind of them standing up, right. them kind of talking about it. They're, they're talking about strategies or their observations right. or somebody will say, you know, and then you'll see the wealth managers come in and ask a question because right. they've got a, maybe a question from a client or just a question on a way that they can maybe do it better for our, our, our and, clients. And let, me, and let me hit that point, of course, that we have brought that investment team in. This is not something that we subcontracted. That's one of those things that, that we talk about. You know, do you go to a financial advisor and then they subcontract that out to somewhere else? This firm, Annex Wealth Management, are, is paying all of those people to drive down the cost because we want to be as fee transparent as possible. If I may put a plug in for our SWAT podcast, that's that team. They get it every Monday morning. They sit together. In fact, this is a great Monday morning thing that you can do is check it out. It's usually in about 15 minutes or so. It's usually up on Spotify by 9 or 10 in the morning. But if you really want a peek into what we think is important from a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, you can do that on Monday mornings. It's the SWAT podcast on Spotify. Hey, folks, if we can help, head to our website this weekend. It's Annex wealth.com you click the get started button dave appreciate it very yeah, much thanks good show danny that's dave spano our president and ceo pick your partner carefully competency transparency expertise resources that's how it works at annex wealth management going to be back here next sunday at noon money talk the annex wealth management show 92.5 fox news the annex wealth management show is hosted by annex wealth management a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. 